Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. We'll be sponsored by ExpressVPN. Stop putting your online data at risk. Get a VPN today at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. You may be asking yourself, why am I wearing a tie? I'm wearing a tie. If you follow me on Twitter, you kind of know, or on Facebook, because I released this information last night on Thursday. We have an interview today with President Donald J. Trump. Not a joke. Very, very happy to have him back on the Dan Bongino Show for our second interview. We are going to ask a ton of questions about China, the economy, the coronavirus. There's a lot of good info. The breaking news this morning. Don't go anywhere. We've got a loaded show. I've got a lot of sponsors. I appreciate your patience. These are great American businesses that want to be here. They essentially pay for the Dan Bongino Show to stay on the air. So thank you very much for your patience. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. They have stock up boxes right now that make a great gift for you or someone in your family. Stock up on what? Stock up on the meats and proteins you need right now. They are delicious. We eat them in our house every night. Their steaks and their burgers are amazing. Omaha Steaks. They have a limited time stock up sales available right now for our listeners. They can help your family stock up on the foods you love. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in the search bar to unlock savings unique for my listeners. There's a variety of ready to ship stock up boxes available now by entering the code Bongino in the search bar. You can save more than 50% on your order. That's right. And get free shipping on orders of $69 or more. These packages are perfect for families and they're ready to head straight for your door with free shipping. Stock up boxes include their world famous Omaha Steaks, naturally aged to 10 tenderness and trim to perfection. I cut mine with a butter knife. Premium poultry and pork uh, cut by Omaha Steaks Butchers and individually sealed for freshness and flavor. Tasty, easy to make side dishes, no work family meals for your slow cooker, skillet meals ready in 15 minutes or less, artisan desserts, and much more. Right now, stock of boxes are ready to ship. Save big on shipments of $69 or more, plus get free shipping. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order. If you're stocking up on the things you need, don't forget the food you love. Every Omaha Steaks order is flash frozen and vacuum sealed, safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice. That means fresher than fresh. There's never been a better time to stock up on Omaha Steaks. The stock up sale is going on right now with ready to ship packages that could save, you could save 50% or more plus free shipping and orders of $69 or more. Just type Bongino in the search bar. You save more than 50% on your order. And again, get that free shipping and orders of $69 or more. Omaha Steaks is partnering with Feeding America to help feed families in need. They've already donated 100,000 servings of premium proteins. When you buy select combo packages, they'll donate more. Be sure to type in Bongino in the search bar when you go to omahasteaks.com. Stock up today. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show also brought to you by friends at Patriot Supply. You ensure everything in your lives that matter. You ensure your food, you ensure your teeth, you ensure your health, you ensure your home. You have to ensure your food supply. Every day, we aren't just witnessing the spread of coronavirus. We are seeing the spread of fear. It's driving the markets down and demand for basic necessities through the roof. According to my Patriot Supply, they have older customers with health conditions petrified to go out and leaving, uh, leaving uh, out their emergency supply. Others are under self-quarantine and some just don't want to face the mob for a loaf of bread. Go to preparewithdan.com and reserve your two or four week emergency food kit today. I have quite a few of these. Ensure your food supply, ladies and gentlemen, it matters. These meals include breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they last up to 25 years in storage, so you're prepared. My Patriot Supply has been a trusted partner for years, and they've been working around the clock to keep up with your orders. The current wait is now eight to 12 weeks because demand has been that high, 80 times normal. We have no idea how long this crisis will last, so it's important to be self-reliant and ensure your food supply today. It's not too late. Preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Go today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, President Donald J. Trump, followed by my regular show where I have some more breaking news on the Mike Flynn case. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited to have back the President of the United States, President Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thank you so much for joining us today. It is a great honor. Thank you. Well, thank you, Dan, and thank you for all of the great things you've said. You are a warrior. There aren't too many oh. warriors out there. You are one of them, top of the list. Well, thank you, sir. It's one of our queen. It's a Queens guy thing. You know, you and I are from I Queens. We got sharp knuckles. <laughs> uh, I posted I on so. Facebook that you were going to be here. And the one comment I got most of all was, and I mean this, this is you, everyone can see it, it's public. Uh, a lot of the folks who are fans of mine on Facebook wanted me to extend my gratitude to you for your leadership during this crisis. So I wanted to put that out there first. I, I know what you've done and I know how seriously you've taken this from the start, despite the nonsense from the media. Um, well, I this appreciate morning, it. The media is so no, dishonest and I can't even no, tell you. It's Terrible. just unbelievable. Yeah, but I, that's okay. I dedicate we'll, a lot of my show. We're getting through it. We this. get through it through uh, social media and through some other great friends. You know, you know that. I agree. Well, there was some breaking news this morning. Uh, the de facto Democrat nominee, uh, Joe Biden, had to answer questions and finally broke his silence about these Tara Reid uh, allegations of sexual assault. Uh, Mr. President, I thought you handled it uh, very statesmanlike yesterday, hoping that uh, Joe Biden gets due process like any other American. Uh, we wish that would happen to Republicans. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't because of the media. But he was asked by uh, Mika over on MSNBC uh, about records, University of Delaware records, and about a search of Miss Reed's uh, name in those records and in the Senate records to see if there was, in fact, any information that would help in clearing this up. Should Joe Biden release those records, given that they've called for everything, including your like kindergarten report card from you? I think it's only fair. Well, with me, you know, you you see what goes on with me. I don't even know. I'm looking at pictures of people. I never even saw people. I mean, this is ridiculous. Every day, another one emerges. And, you know, you talk about false accusations. So I understand that. And I could understand if he said it. I could also understand, you know, I watched her and she seems very credible. The mother was so credible. The mother was uh, great. And I guess a friend of hers came out. So I, I don't know. You know, it's his problem. Uh, but I like to get in front of it. And, and I just deny it. If it's not true, you deny it. And I have not. I mean, I've been a total victim of this nonsense, uh, false accusations, and uh, they do it. They make it the worst the victim that I've ever seen before was a very high quality human being, Brett Kavanaugh. There has never been, Dan, a case so vicious as that. And they went after him. They didn't want to hear it. He was totally guilty, according to these uh, very dishonest people. These uh, they're Democrats in all cases. There has never been anybody treated in the history of Congress as badly as Brett Kavanaugh. And he's an innocent man. And I look forward to the day someday they have to sue these women because every one of them was lying. They were lying. And I guess three of them have admitted it. The only one that hasn't yet is Blasey Ford. But you look at her testimony and it's a disgrace at what they put that man through and his family. His wife is an incredible woman, his daughters. Uh, for him to have to go through what he went through is a disgrace. And, uh, you know, look, I look at the double standard. You look at Biden. Nobody even wants to bring up the subject. So it's and by the way, with somebody with far more credibility than any of those four yeah. people had with respect to Brett. Well, do you think he should have those records searched for Tara Reid's name? I mean, Biden seemed rather confused this morning when asked on MSNBC uh, when they said to him, well, why not just search your records for her name to see if there's any records the public could see? He seemed confused and didn't give a, a, a straightforward answer. He seemed to uh, to duck the question more than anything. You think they should just search those records and Biden could clear it up tomorrow? Well, he is a confused man. You know that. I mean, you get it. 
This is an amazing situation. This is uh, <laughs> what's going on here is an amazing situation. You want to know the truth? He's confused by not only that question; he's confused by every other question he's asks. But uh, yeah. but look, uh, he's going to have to make his own decision. I'm not going to be telling him gotcha. what to do. I would say this: uh, if they're not true, and if the allegations aren't true, is to say they're false allegations, sure. false false accusations, and uh, he has to. Get on with it. Uh, as far as records and all, I have no idea. I, he'd have to make up that decision. I can say, though, that I've been accused. You probably have to. As soon as you're famous, you get accused. And, you know, they had it for a while at the at the Brett Kavanaugh. If you are accused by a woman, you are 100% guilty. You are to resign immediately from the presidency of a major corporation. You are to destroy, they're going to destroy your life. All that has to be, somebody just has to say it. It was so crazy. And you know who the most against this are? Women. Women are the most against what's happening. Because, as you know, they have sons and they have husbands and they have people that can be destroyed with a mere statement. So I understand where he is, I understand what he's, and he's just got to do what he's got to do. But he can deny, and then as far as records, if he had any records, that would be a great thing if he could show records and and you know dispose of it with records. Yeah. But I've been I've been falsely accused by people that I've never even seen. I've I've never even seen many of these people, and some of them I I met them zero interest. Okay, like zero, and all of a sudden you become. A wealthy guy, you're a famous guy, then you become president, and people just, people that you've never seen, that you've never heard of, make charges. So, you know, I guess in a way you could say I'm, I'm uh, sticking up for him, but the mother was very compelling, certainly, and the girlfriend or the friends were very compelling, and certainly far more compelling than anything they had with respect to Brett Kavanaugh. This is one of the most high-quality human beings. What they did to that family and that man is a disgrace. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say... You know, it's very interesting. When I decided, uh, Dan, when I gave uh, Brett uh, the the nod, and I said, uh, Brett, you're an incredible gentleman. I've long heard he should be on the Supreme Court. For 10 years, I've been hearing about this guy, Brett Kavanaugh. I didn't know. But I've long heard he should be. But I gave it to him in the uh, White House. We were sitting, and I said, I'm choosing you, and I just want to congratulate you. And uh, I said, Brett, now listen, this is going to go so fast. This is going to be so easy. You have the best education possible. You have the great family. You have everything, the perfect background. We have checked. We have studied. You know, we don't just do this. It's very. And I shook his hand and I said, good luck, Brett. Don't worry about a thing. It'll go so easy. And what they did to try and destroy that man, something that should have taken like no time. And what they did to destroy him and his family. And they're still trying. The people are psychos. So what they did to him. And then you look at the double standard. But I would just say to Joe Biden, just go out and fight it. It's it's, you know, one of those things. But I'd say he has far she's far more convincing than Blasey Ford or the other three that I believe have already recanted and said it wasn't true. I wouldn't even say you're sticking up for. I would just say you're just applying a, an honest set of standards. And no, give it, give it an honest. Yeah. Look, you got to go yeah. through it, and uh, he'll probably have yeah. others come out. He might. He could have others come out. But uh, with me, I can only tell you from my experience, it's incredible. People I never even saw before. Uh, 
he kissed me on the cheek or he touched my hand when we were saying hello. He touched her hand. And uh, I was never a big handshaker anyway, but I touched her hand. It, it is so crazy. And then they make it like they put the picture of the young woman on. It, it's a terrible thing. It's a very scary thing. And I'm just going to say it once again. The biggest opponents of this are women because they have sons. They have husbands. This can happen to anybody. With that, Biden's going to have to go out and fight his own battles. Yeah. So, Mr. President, moving on, the um, the economic damage from this virus has been profound. Uh, yeah, you right. are leading one of the great economic recoveries right. we've seen after the dreadful eight years of the Barack Obama uh, recovery, which wasn't much of a recovery at all. Um, are you pushing the payroll tax cut? I've heard you publicly mention it. I am. Um, I and and who is getting in your way? This would be a phenomenal boost to our economy yeah. and put money in Americans' wallets tomorrow. Who's getting in your way here? So the Democrats don't want it. It would be the easiest, the best. Uh, I've wanted this from the beginning. Payroll tax cut, both corporate and the uh, and to the person, you know, because you have a double. You have sort of like a double edge on it. Uh, this would be precise. It would be over a period. Um, now, I was fine with what we've done because it's, you know, money getting into the pockets of a lot of people. And I think that's good. And we want to save our small businesses. I also was saving large businesses, too. You know, we bailed out the... Uh, airline business, which, you know, no fault of theirs. All of a sudden you have, uh, you have this scourge coming over and people go from packed planes to nobody flying, right? So you have to, you can't lose the business. So we, we helped them and got that taken care of and other businesses also. But no, I, uh, I think the payroll tax cut is really precision. It's like scalpel laden. And uh, I would like to see that at the same time, I'm I'm in for taking nice and easy for a little while because, you know, the Democrats want to bail out the states. That's what they want. They want to bail out their states. That would be New York and California and Illinois primarily and then some others. And they're all Democrat states. You know, our states are doing great. Texas, Florida, many others. The Midwest, they're doing incredibly well. And yeah. I was able to get this at the last part of the negotiation. They wanted to do it in phase one, two, three. I said, no, let's do that last. And I was a little surprised that they went along with it. But at least it puts us in a good negotiating position with these characters for once, because Schumer's a very, very dishonest guy. And I think AOC is going to kill him when she runs against him in the primaries. I do. I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of hers, but she's got a spark. He doesn't. And, uh, you know, I yeah. saw him on television last night. And he, uh, you know, he's got his sound bites. We've done an unbelievable job with what we're doing and the testing and the ventilators and uh, everything, everything we've done. The go- every governor is saying they're praising me. Schumer gets such such a we need more testing. You know, no matter how much testing I get them, we have six million people tested, which is more than any other country in the world. In fact, it's more than every other country added up together. We've done more testing and it's a better testing. And this guy gets on this stupid show last night. Uh, I mean, how these guys make money. Where is Johnny Carson? You know, where is Johnny yeah. Carson? But uh, he gets on this show last night and he starts saying, oh, test, you know, it's a soundbite. We need more testing. How's Trump do? We need more testing. It's just a soundbite. Uh, so anyway, I, I think the guys are losing. You know, he only brought one thing back to New York. I look at some of these senators, some of these southern guys. Frankly, I look at Mitch. Look how much he brought to Kentucky. He brought so much to billions and billions of dollars. Schumer brought nothing. You know what he brought? Salt. You know what salt is, right? Salt is yeah, a disaster. 
And he never yeah, called me and said, hey, could we do something about it? I would have listened, but I never got a call from Schumer. So New York got salt. So did California. Which is, which so is interesting, Illinois. though, Mr. President, because the salt limitations um, have actually, uh, uh, you know, hurt some people who are who are paying mortgages on big, enormous houses, the wealthy. And, and the Democrats' entire talking point has been tax the rich more. But when it came to right. salt, they want to tax the rich less. They're total frauds. But I wanted to follow up on something you said, uh, Mr. President, on my show, I get a lot of feedback, email, Twitter, uh, uh, you know, and Facebook, social media. And the state potential bailout is grotesquely unpopular. And for a number of reasons. First, you've already, Mr. President, signed a bill that's provided billions of dollars to the states. The media conveniently forgets that. Secondly, whatever the states have asked of you, even Democratic states, Governor Cuomo and Governor Newsom, no one has come out and said, oh, the president refused to give it. They said the opposite, that you've come forward with the comfort, the Javits Center, the testing, the money. The state yep. bailouts will be a disaster. Where do you stand on that right now, considering some states fiscally manage themselves well and places like New York, Mr. President, have buried themselves for years in unnecessary debt? Well, you know, I spoke with the governor of South Dakota yesterday, and she was saying how their balance, their budget's balanced. They have a constitutional amendment where their budget has to be balanced, and they charge almost no tax, and their primary tax is a sales tax. You know, we're getting them at the great monument. We're getting them, I got fireworks for 20 years or something. It hasn't been allowed for environmental reasons. You believe that one? It's all stone. <laughs> so I'm trying to say, where's the environmental reason? Anyway, I got it approved, so I'm going to go there on July 3rd, and they're going to have the big fireworks. That's South Dakota, Christie. And uh, she was telling me about, yeah, they don't, they have virtually no debt. And many, many of the governors, uh, it's Republicans or Republican uh, stuff. And uh, the states are so well run. This is a Democrat point. This is by far their biggest point. And I'm in no rush. I'll be honest with you. I mean, if they, if they do it, they're going to have to give us a lot. And I, I hope you're proud of me, but I was able to put that in phase four as opposed to phase one, two, and three. Uh, yep. And so their their ask is that. And the other thing that we're talking about is infrastructure. But, you know, they want infrastructure, but I don't want it to be a Green New Deal infrastructure. I don't want to be talking about the carbon footprint. And then Obama flies to Hawaii to play golf in his plane when he was president and then talks about how he lands and he starts giving a speech on the carbon footprint. But he flies thousands of miles to Hawaii in Air Force One. Seven forty-seven. A little hypocrite. You know, the whole thing right. is the whole thing is crazy. No, I don't want to be talking windmills. Uh, windmills. You know, I ended that tax with that subsidy, the, all of that stuff. It's it's amazingly. Now you look at what's going on with uh, the prices of oil and gas. We're getting it for practically free, and you'll be proud to know that I'm filling up the strategic reserve for with oil. I heard that. That's costing right. us like nothing. They're Nothing. Right. Get a little lucky on that, but we take you have to take advantage of your luck. You know, because of the oil prices, yeah. I'm filling up the strategic reserve, which had a lot of empty space in it, and we're filling it up uh, and uh, you know happily doing so. Yeah, Mr. President, one question I get often from my audience is the national debt tsunami coming our way. Now, obviously, the virus, no one saw this coming, despite right. the media, you know, faking, uh, doing a head fake on everyone, pretending they were the ones who saw it coming when they were saying the opposite, by the way, and calling you a xenophobe for the travel ban, which saved hundreds of thousands of lives potentially. But that's a whole other topic. Right. But the national debt tsunami coming our way um, is a real problem. The entitlements, right. we just don't have the money. Um, if reelected, and I'm hoping that happens, I don't think my I wear my political stripes on my sleeve. 
Do you have a plan for that? It really, I'm serious, I do. keeps me up at night. I'm not I kidding. Do. Now this, you're right, and it bothers me too, but uh, we're going to get out of it. And I, I'll tell you, number one, remember this, we're borrowing fairly long-term and long-term money at zero. Okay, that's the goodness. Hey, that's the, the big difference between zero and 5%. And, you know, yeah. my biggest fear was always that. But we have, we're putting in, we're replacing debt with really long-term good debt. Zero, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Our dollar is very strong. The good news is that we have a strong dollar, okay? The bad news is it's harder to do business over, you know, with other currencies where they're falling. But our currency is really powerful now. It's really strong. We're going to be able to do things that are going to be amazing. We're keeping it strong. We're going to be able, and what that means is we're oversubscribed every time we go out. If we want to do highways and if we want to do whatever we want to do, we're paying zero and we're oversubscribed. Many times what we ask for with other places, as you know, don't have such an easy time getting money. Uh, we will, year five, we will start doing things that will be magic. And importantly, and by the way, you'll always have your social security. We're not playing that game. The Democrats will never, they will ruin social security because whether it's Medicare for all, any of their plans, they're going to ruin social security. By the way, you're going to lose your fifth. You're going to lose, in, in my opinion, you take, you take your second amendment, you take other amendments, but let's take your second amendment. You're going to lose your second amendment. You're going to lose gun rights. You know that if they get in, you'll be losing gun rights. A hundred percent. They want to, it's amazing the shift that they've taken on that. So you're going to lose that. You're going to lose so much. I think it's going to be a very interesting election. I think that the last election, Dan, was so important. And I always said that's going to, that's the most important, but we need the four more years. So all this stuff seeds, you know, we've done so much, including tax cuts. They want to raise taxes. They want to do everything the opposite. We're going to have tremendous growth. I think what's happening, I think you're going to have a transition. We're starting that transition soon. That'll be the third quarter. The fourth quarter is going to be incredible. And next year, I think, is going to be comparable to any year we've had. And we'll also be very strong on the bottom line. Now, with all of this, I have to say, the Democrats, every time we want to do something on the military for our defense, the Democrats want something that's terrible. You understand, like, not a thing yeah. that you would, not a thing you or your wife would approve. That I can tell you, Dan. Right. <laughs> and you have to go along with it because otherwise you're not going to get the votes. You know, we need their votes. What people don't understand, we may have majority like in the Senate, but it's 53-47. It's a small majority. And, and we may have, when we had it in the House, it was, well, you need Democrat votes. And in order to get that, you have to give away things like the last time Kennedy Center, $25 million. It's cr I, I'm a fan of the Kennedy Center. Right. But I don't People want to very upset that about into that, COVID, and, but, you know, they yeah. demand Kennedy Center. They demanded things that were terrible. But the big picture is we had to get what we had to get for the workers and for the small companies. So uh, you're going to see incredible things happening in year five and six. You're going to be very happy. Mr. President, we're going to have great growth. We're going to have a great, I think we're going to have a great uh, next year. It's going to be incredible. I hope so. And I, as I've told you personally, I love your line, we will build it again. That's an optimistic well, We're going to build it again. You, you, Look, I built you gave it me once. goosebumps when you said that. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Well, uh, so, if I can you give you goosebumps, I can give anybody goosebumps. That I can tell you. <laughs> I, know this, I know this man. 
Ladies uh, and gentlemen, well, I know you. him very well. The <laughs> man, he's a great guy. Well, thank he's, a, you. he's a sweetheart. Mr. President, just two more quick he's questions for you. I know as everyone thinks he's a sweetheart. Go no, ahead. I'm a softie. I'm a big teddy bear. Um, yesterday, you'd mentioned in a press conference, and of course, the media, as they always do, misconstrued your comments. You had suggested, and I'm not asking you to get into the intelligence at all, but you had suggested right. you had seen some evidence that the virus came from the Wuhan lab, not that right. it was created in the Wuhan lab, which some media uh, folks, I was going to say something different, but out of respect for the office, I will not, uh, said that, or implied, I should say, that you were suggesting it was created in the Wuhan lab, which you did not say. Uh, can you just comment on that, please, so we can correct yeah, I, these no, media? No, I didn't say that. And the question was a straightforward question. And, and I also really said that we'll be talking to you about it at a later date when we really know some good hard facts. Right. But I've seen a lot of things. I've seen it. I've seen thing. I've, I've seen probably every version of most of the things you've heard, and some of the things you haven't heard, and you've heard pretty much all of it. But we're going to find out about it. You know, I did an incredible deal. China's been ripping us off for years. Hey, who's talked more about China than me? It was one of the between the border. Do you notice yes. nobody talks? Do you notice the Democrats? Mr. President, they used, used to make fun of you on the campaign trail how often Absolutely. you brought up China. And now you That's notice right. they flipped the script that you were being soft on China. Well, I, this right. is bizarre. It's like well, the UK, China it, it, and they try to retcon countries. history. But, but I talked about China as ripping us off more than, I mean, they were taken out. From three hundred billion to five hundred billion dollars a year out of our country, out of our hides for years, and that is, in all fairness to Sleepy Joe, he had no idea, he has no clue. But Obama and and Joe, they ripped them off so badly. But they also did it with previous administrations. I mean, this has gone on for years until I came along, and I've taken in billions and billions of dollars, literally a month. And China's never gave us ten cents, and now they haven't. Even before the trade deal. Remember, I put tra tariffs, 25 percent on 250 billion, and they targeted our farmers. And I took the money, a small piece of it, because it did. I said, how much did the targets get? Did they get? Uh, did the farmers get targeted for, Dan? They said, sir, yeah. Sonny Perdue, who's the secretary of agriculture, doing a great job. They said, sir, uh, two years ago it was 12 billion. This year it's 16 billion. I said, good. We'll take 12 billion and we'll take 16 billion out of our tariff money. We have a lot left over, like tens of billions left over from China, and we'll give it. And I gave 12 billion the year before, and they gave uh, 16 billion last year, and we're giving 19 billion this year. Nobody ever did that. And one of the reasons that the other administrations never challenged China is they thought that they'd take advantage of us. I said, no, no, you're going to pay tariffs of 25% on $250 billion. That's a lot of money. Plus 10% on any money over that. So you're going to pay tariffs. And they did. So we've taken in tens of billions of dollars, and I've been able to help the farmers who were unfairly targeted. I mean, you, you haven't heard any complaints, I'll tell you. And, you know, the farmers love me and I love them. But but the the thing about the Democrats, like, as an example, they want open borders. So look how well I've done at the border. That border is sealed, except where farmers need people coming through. You know, we make it actually easier. We can't kill our hurt our farmers, you know, et cetera, with people, certain people coming through. But the border is sealed. And we've built 170 miles of wall already. And it's moving forward at a rapid rate. Every, every week we build uh, two, three, four, you know, more miles. I'll have by early next year, the wall will be complete. Nobody ever talks about it. You know, the Democrats don't talk about it because they now know that was a bad political move. They opposed me on the wall. <laughs> and Dan, I'll say nobody else but me could have gotten that wall. We had the Democrats. 
I got $738 billion for the military, but they wouldn't give you 10 cents for a wall. And uh, we're building the wall, 170, over 100, I think it's 172 miles as of today. And in the area where the wall is, nobody comes in. That wall is a powerful wall. That was done. We went to the Border Patrol and we said, give us your ultimate wall because I'll build the ultimate. Might as well do it right. And we built them a wall which is concrete and steel. It's got every aspect in it. And uh, it's, it's loaded up with the wall is loaded up with very sensitive equipment and everything else. So we have a wall. And in that 170 miles, it's like it's like a new life for the people on the other yeah. side. But people can't come through. So it's been very good. But they don't talk about that anymore. And they don't yeah. talk about the fact and that they want open borders where everyone pours into our country. But we don't allow that. Mr. President, last question for you. So the, the recent revelations against General Mike Flynn, an American patriot, are beyond disturbing. As a former federal Absolutely. agent myself, um, what happened to him is, a, is an international disgrace and an embarrassment. Um, I personally don't have a lot of faith in Director Ray, uh, but what can FBI Director Ray, what can the FBI and DOJ do to ensure this never happens again? Uh, and do you trust Director Ray to enact reforms to ensure innocent Americans are not targeted again with a scheme like what happened to General Flynn? It's a disgrace what happened to General Flynn. It's a, it was a setup from day one. You picked it up in about uh, two hours, okay? But, and by the way, the other side knows it was a scam, but they it's not to their advantage. Do you know that if you look at MSDNC and if you look at uh, fake news CNN, do you know they don't even talk about General Flynn today? And yet, two years ago, a year and a half ago, when he was under persecution, not prosecution, persecution, when they were persecuting him, he made up their whole show. And now that they find out he's totally innocent, because you look at this and more is coming out, they find out he's innocent. They don't even talk about it. You don't even see a soundbite that the man is innocent. Uh, It's a disgrace. He's an innocent man. And one way or the other, he's innocent. And you know what that means. One way or the other, he's innocent. But hopefully he can be exonerated fully because they have to give his wife back. They've destroyed him. They've destroyed his family. Now, ultimately, they were looking to destroy the presidency. They were looking to destroy a duly elected president who beat the hell out of a horrible candidate called Crooked Hillary. And now, fortunately, we have another horrible candidate, frankly, a far worse candidate who, you know, I don't even know if he's going to be the candidate, to be honest. I don't I don't know that that's going to happen. But, you know, let's hope so. Let's see what they do. Sleepy Joe. And uh, will you be asking Attorney General Barr uh, when this is said and done? To be uh, to be looking into this and and direct a ray to oh, make sure, sure that this sure. never well, happens again. I mean, look, yeah. this stuff came from Attorney yeah. General no, Barr. You know, he's doing a great job. From Remember when he was on Laura two weeks ago? The whole world got shaken up. He just gives a very yeah. simple answer. He's a very cool guy, actually. <laughs> yeah, I you like know, that. He gives like we this need more answer. And then Laura, who's great, she goes the uh, she goes on to the next question. And then she goes, "Whoa, wait, what did you just say?" You know, she goes back. Yeah. Because he gave a very strong answer uh, two weeks ago, and yet it said so beautifully, and uh, he carries a big stick. He's a strong guy, Bill. He's doing a great job. I'll tell you what, you're going to see what a good job he's doing. And I let him do it. I don't get involved. I say, Bill, you have to do what's right. I can get involved. You know, in theory, I'm the chief law enforcement. I can. But I think... It's better if I don't. And, you know, so far, I think that. But I can get, legally, I can get involved. Legally, I could head it up. But I, I am uh, 
Wait till you see what's happening. And again, I let the professionals handle it. But Bill Barr is a total professional, and I think people are going to see things. We hope Lindsey starts with his with his uh, Judiciary Committee. I mean, that should get going. That really should get going. He's got so much information. You could go in for years, the information he's got. That Comey report, 78 pages from uh, Horowitz, was a fantastic report. I, I have a lot of respect for Horowitz. He did a fantastic job on, on that. And, you know, he's a Democrat. He was appointed by a Democrat, but he's been very fair. That was a 78-page kill of Comey and McCabe. They they did a report on him, and we'll see what happens. But Bill Barr is uh, doing a very good job. And that well, your decision to, to fire Jim can, Comey, you by can the way, view that looks like a Bill genius Barr. I mean, that was yeah. terrible. What Nobody can even believe what they're seeing. And the other networks don't even, any of them, the, yeah. the big net, you know, the, the main networks, NBC, NBC is, yeah, a, yeah. is a disgrace. NBC, I think, well, is worse than, uh, it's, I think it's more fake. You know, it's Comcast. I call them Concast with an end. <laughs> they're disgraceful. That they can use yeah. free public airwaves and, and give fake news all night long. And just as much on NBC nightly, nightly news with Lester Holt. He's another beauty. Um, now, it's, it's so much fake news. It's hard to explain to your audience how fake it is. And, you know, the hard part, you understand this better than anybody. I know it's fake because I'm in it. An audience member sitting out there, somebody, one of our citizens yeah. sitting out there listening, they don't know it's fake because they have no idea. The but I, I do things that in many cases are so good and they'll make them look so bad. And in some cases I'll do something wrong. I don't mind. I, okay. Let them report it correctly, but we do great things. And they, they, uh, like ventilators, everything was ventilators. We, we had virtually no vent ventilators, a big thing. We now are the king of it. We, we have mobilized this country and now we're giving them to other countries. We have, so you don't hear anything about that. Yeah. They were killing us on vent. You know, when I took over the cupboard was bare. Yeah. We didn't have medical supplies and all of the things that we should have had under the Obama administration. So we did a good job. You don't hear about it. But the press is just very dishonest. They're the enemy well, the of the people. The decision to fire Jim Comey is looking better by the day also, Mr. Well, President. I think <laughs> if I didn't fire him, I probably wouldn't uh, be here. He was leading, along with others, excuse me, uh, including people that were above him. Uh, yeah. And you understand that very well. It's impossible for him to have done it himself. I think Jim Comey is turning out to be a very stupid man who is. Uh, you take a look at that report. Just anybody reads that 78 page report. You learn a lot about Jim Comey. But I think he's a dummy. He's a dumb person. He got caught <laughs> trying to overthrow the president of the United States. And he should pay a big price for that. Well, Mr. President, thank you so much for your time. It is really an honor for you to come back and join our show here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for everything you're doing, getting us through this crisis. Really appreciate your leadership. Your go get them uh, businessman style, I think it's exactly what we needed right now. So thank you, sir. Well, we deeply appreciate I, I want to thank you for doing just an incredible job. You're a, a, really a voice, both of us, a voice in the wilderness. And uh, you, there are some of us, and I'll tell you what, we're getting between Sean and Laura and Plenty of other people. We're getting uh, we're getting the word out, and uh, we're getting it out strong. And you know, the people get it, Dan. The people really get it. They they see it. And uh, Gallup just so came so. out with a poll where I'm leading Biden, and pretty substantially too, especially on important elements. But you know, you don't even they don't put it. Out. And Gallup is no friend of mine. Believe me, they got the first one wrong. 
and they yeah. came out with a poll I'm leading. You never hear that stuff. It's all fake. They make it all up. They, they literally they make everything. They make so much up. So I just want to thank you. You've been a friend of mine thank in the you, sense. Sir. And and by the way, Dan, you've been a friend of mine in the sense that you're honest and you're a pro, and therefore you're a friend of the country. And thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks again for joining. You take, us. Care. take care. So long. Bye. All right, I had to lose the tie. Uh, Producer Joe, what did you think of that interview with President uh, Trump? Nice, nice, nice one, man. Yeah, it's nice one to get the president on. I'd like to thank him for being with us. Yeah. Yeah, second time. So we deeply appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Hope you liked it. We have a ton of additional content for you today, including more explosive allegations in the Mike Flynn case. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, one of my original sponsors, ladies and gentlemen, Brickhouse Nutrition. They have a bunch of great products. They have foundation. They have Field of Greens. Field of Greens is a product I use right now. I use it twice a day. It's terrific. It is wholesome fruits and vegetables ground up into a powder. It is real food. It's not some extract. It's not some other. This is real, wholesome, fresh fruits and vegetables. Eat healthier. I have the solution. It's called Field of Greens. It's a real superfood, not like those fake health powders made up of extracts. It's real food. The difference can be seen right on the bottle. Paula loves it. I love it. We take it twice a day. The back of the Field of Greens container has a nutrition facts panel, not supplement facts, because it's real, healthy, USDA organic fruits and vegetables complete with antioxidants and all those wholesome ingredients right in one scoop. I throw it in green tea, sometimes in a little V8. It'll power you with clean, real energy that fuels a healthier and happier lifestyle. Do it today. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Get 15% off your first order using promo code Dan. They just came out with a terrific new flavor, Wild Berry. Field of Greens, I take it twice a day. We all know the power of goods, fruits, and vegetables, folks. Field of Greens, again, available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan, promo code Dan. Go today. Stuff is delicious. We love it. Paula loves it. It's been a staple in our household. All right, Joe, you got the bell? There this is, is the let's go. let's go. I didn't want to give President Trump the bell. We may have uh, <laughs> we may have thrown him off a little bit. Had to take the tie off, though. It's only out of respect for the office of the presidency. So let's get to story number one today. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't even know if unbelievable is an accurate term anymore, and I don't like inaccurate terminology. Precision matters. Talking about the Flynn case, unfortunately, it's totally believable. Uh, just when you thought after yesterday's show, it couldn't get worse. The FBI now essentially acknowledging in writing a setup and framing of a three-star decorated U.S. general in former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it does. John Solomon put this out yesterday in his excellent new website, Just the News. You need to read this article. It'll be up in the show notes. Again, bongino.com slash newsletter. I subscribe to my newsletter. I send you those show notes. The newsletter is the same thing every single day. Unbelievable. Again, this case is getting worse. The FBI found, quote, no derogatory Russia evidence on Flynn. They plan to close the case before leaders intervene. FBI, FBI memos show the case was to be closed with a defensive briefing before a second interview with Flynn was sought. Folks. <laughs> so now we have in writing Allegedly, uh, FBI SES level employee Bill Prystep, in his own notes, who supervised this operation for Jim Comey, we have him writing in notes. Well, you know, what do we do? What do we do? Do we get him on the Logan Act? The Logan Act never successfully charged ever in the history of the United States. Do we charge him on that? Or do we try to set him up in a perjury trap in writing? Now, I'll get to the media narrative. The new, you know, hack media narrative, of course, is, a, oh, the FBI does this all the time. If they do, we need to disband the FBI tomorrow. Setting people up in perjury traps? That's your new narrative, media. Okay, you guys run with that. But from the John Solomon piece, yes, shockingly, this case does get worse. 
They had no derogatory information on Flynn, meaning they could find he did nothing wrong and they kept it going anyway from the piece. Quote, evidence withheld for years from Mike Flynn's defense team. We'll leave that to the side, too. They held this from Mike Flynn's own lawyers. Shows the FBI found, quote, no derogatory Russia evidence against the former Trump national security advisor and that the counterintelligence agents had recommended closing down the case with a defensive briefing before the bureau's leadership. Oh, you mean like Comey? Those guys intervened in January of 2017. The recommendations to close the case down came 16 days before President Trump took office with plans to have Flynn serve as his national security advisor. And after agents had found no, listen to this, listen to this, had found no incriminating evidence by sweeping counterintelligence files and talking to confidential human sources, the memos show. So just to be clear where we're going with this, the FBI, with all of their massive powers to surveil, to wiretap, computer files, databases they can search, intelligence files they can search. They did all of this, including what was an obvious setup back in 2015 by Mike Flynn to try to get him in a compromising situation with Svetlana Lakova at a dinner in the United Kingdom. Despite all of that, they could still find nothing. Think about, Joe, process this for a minute. So the massive powers of the FBI law enforcement bureaucracy and all the tools they had at their disposal, warrants, Mm -hmm. everything, they could find nothing, zero on Flynn. Mm. But instead of closing down the case, who intervenes? The seventh floor of FBI headquarters, the Jim Comey crew. It says, no, 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 no. We need to keep this open. Back to John Solomon's piece. Again, you can read in the show notes. Bongino.com slash newsletter subscribe. We won't spam your inbox. Don't worry. The files show the plan was to provide Flynn with a defensive briefing so he could be aware of potential pitfalls with Russians. But then the lead agent in the larger Russia case, Peter Stroke, intervened to stop the case from being closed and pivoted the discussion towards seeking an interview with Flynn. Remember the interview where they set him up? They show up at the White House and accuse him of lying when he didn't lie? In the text messages, the FBI text messages to his team, Stroke specifically cited, quote, the seventh floor of FBI headquarters, where then director James Comey and then deputy director Andrew McCabe worked as the reason he intervened. Hey, if you haven't closed Razor, don't do so yet, Stroke texted on January 4th. Razor, Razor was Mike Flynn's codename, Crossfire Razor. It is still open, and I'm still listed as the case manager as colleague texted back. Who was that colleague? Roger, I couldn't raise earlier. Please keep it open for now, Stroke texted. Later, he added, seventh floor involved. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a really a cosmic level disgrace, what happened to this general. It is now clear and evident. That the FBI, despite having not a scintilla of evidence that Mike Flynn was involved in anything untoward with the Russians. You read it right there. They were going to close the case. They had nothing. Zero. Donut. Goose egg. Zero. Silch. Nothing. They kept the case open anyway because Jim Comey's seventh floor of FBI headquarters was interested in one more interview. And the notes on why they were doing that interview are crystal clear. So what do we do? Do we try to catch them in a lie? We try to hit them with the Logan Act. Remember, as I said yesterday, and don't ever forget this, spent 15 years in law enforcement. The one thing that distinguishes a sound constitutional republic from a tyrannical monarchy, oligarchy, 
tyrannical despots all over the world is this. Our law enforcement infrastructure investigates crime in search of the people that committed them. We don't investigate people in search of crimes to charge them with. That is exactly what happened to Mike Flynn. And for the media, in, in, in a grotesque fashion, to cover this obvious legal abomination, this total violation of big R God-given rights is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. I'm embarrassed for them. I really am. I am seriously embarrassed for our media. The seventh floor is involved. Why did you keep this case open? Because you could not allow Mike Flynn, as Andy McCarthy so eloquently said last night on Tucker Carlson's show on Fox, and he was absolutely right. Andy McCarthy was an assistant United States attorney involved in some high-profile prosecutions, and he nailed it last night. What did he say? He said Mike Flynn was a trained intelligence professional. These people, this cabal of people looking to set up and frame Mike Flynn needed him out, Joe. They needed him out tomorrow because they knew for a fact he was going to be the one to uncover this thing. Yeah. They needed him out. And they got what they wanted. Now, people are starting to really reevaluate this, ladies and gentlemen, um, including the vice president himself, Vice President Pence. I hate to use Bloomberg, but in this case, it's necessary. Even they're publishing this. Bloomberg, even the vice president himself now is starting to reevaluate what Flynn said. Let me give you some quick background on this so you understand. Flynn in December, Mike Flynn, as the incoming national security advisor, speaks on the phone. Remember, December, he's, Donald Trump's still the president-elect, not the president yet. Speaks with Ambassador Kislyak from Russia. On that call, they mention sanctions, some sanctions the Obama administration's talking about. General Flynn says, listen, don't sweat the sanctions. I have argued from the start, and I will continue to argue now based on some evidence I have and some conversations I've had, that Flynn just did not remember the details of the phone call. When Flynn is asked, General Flynn, about the sanctions by the FBI and the vice president, Mike Flynn doesn't remember and says he doesn't remember. The FBI, of course, has the transcript because they're monitoring the call, what I believe illicitly. They have a transcript of the call, and they said to him, Joe, make sure we're following this here as the audience referee. They mm -hmm. say to him, you did talk about transcripts. We have the, the call. We have the uh, they, Now, they don't show him the transcript before they interview him. They don't even warn him about lying to the FBI, and they don't have, he has no attorney present. Mm -hmm. And they violate protocol going to the White House. They have the transcript. They could have shown it to him at the beginning of the interview. Why did you need to hear him say it? You have the transcript. He talked about sanctions because they were setting him up in a perjury trap, which he fell into because he didn't remember the details of the call. He then talks to the vice president. The vice president asks him, did you mention sanctions on this call with Kislyak? Mike Flynn denies it. Now, that was the reason for his termination from the White House. Now, even the vice president is starting to suggest, hey, listen, I'm starting to reevaluate this thing. Quote, Bloomberg, Pence says Flynn omission on Russians may have been unintended. Folks, I've been arguing this from the start. Based on a solid body of data I've accumulated. I think Flynn genuinely just forgot. Mike Flynn is a, tr why do I base that on? What do I base it on? I'm not just throwing this out there, ladies and gentlemen. I've been in the law enforcement infrastructure of the federal government. People aren't stupid at the top. They know how the machinations of the system work. Do you think Mike Flynn, a trained intelligence officer, doesn't know the FBI questioning him about a call, has the transcript of the call? Why would he lie knowing they can read it right there? It doesn't make sense. 
He was on vacation in the Dominican when the call came over. People on vacation tend to relax, maybe have a few drinks, do whatever. You don't remember every detail of it. Why would he lie knowing they have the transcript? It's foolish. He did not lie. I'm convinced he just forgot the details of the call, something people do every single day. Now, this case amazingly gets even worse. I want to get into Peter Stroke, the, the scandal of the 302, which I didn't mention yesterday. I want to hat tip the conservative treehouse guys, by the way. I saw something on their Twitter. It was very good. Very good. That's where this comes from. That's where their screenshots come from. The screenshots come from. I want to get to that in a minute because it makes this case even worse. Now we know he was framed. Now we know they were going to close the case because they had nothing on him. And number three, even worse, they decided not to close the case to try to catch him in a perjury trap after having nothing on him, after investigating him forever. Incredible. All right, today's show also, again, I appreciate your patience. We have great companies that want to be here and talk to my audience, and I deeply appreciate your support supporting these businesses. ExpressVPN, they have been a sponsor with us from the beginning. You need a VPN. Get a VPN, secure your online data today. Being stuck at home, you probably don't think much about internet privacy on your home network. Fire up incognito mode in your browser, and no one can see what you're doing, right? Nah, wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced. You know that? Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when we're home here, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. They make sure your ISP, your internet service provider, can't see what sites you visit. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted to ExpressVPN secure servers. You, each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that's shared among thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized and can't be traced back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with the best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. Use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, or smartphone. ExpressVPN is you covered on every device. Simply tap one button, and it's super easy, and you're protected. We love it here. ExpressVPN is the fastest and most trusted VPN on the internet. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, and The Verge, and countless more. So protect your online activity today with a VPN that we trust here to secure our privacy. Visit my special link at expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. And you get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's great. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. Okay, thanks, ExpressVPN. So as I told you, not only do we know he was framed now, Mike Flynn, not only do we know he was set up, not only now do we know they were going to close the case, but they interview him to frame him in a perjury trap on a transcript they already have. They don't need him to say what happened on the call. They already have it. They're just trying to trap him. The media, they do this all the time. God forbid. Now, we know you do this all the time, the media. That is lie and try to cover up for the deep state. But that's a whole other story. There's another scandal brewing here. Again, hat to the conservative treehouse guys. Peter Stroke, look at this weird text. He's talking about a 302. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with FBI terminology, an F302 is a form written up after a subject interview that basically says, here's what we talked about in the interview, the 302, right? I want you to look at this text, youtube.com slash Bongino. If you want to see it for our audio listeners, don't worry, I'll read it to you. This is interesting because what date, Joe, do you remember did Mike Flynn, what was his, the date he was interviewed at the White House? That would be the January 24th, 20, 2017. 20, yeah, 24th. That's right. So on January 4th, 2017, 24th, excuse me, these two FBI agents in violation of protocol show up at the White House at the direction of Jim Comey, as he's already admitted to, to catch Mike Flynn in a perjury trap while he's the sitting national security advisor about a transcript they already have. Now, they fill out this 302 
And what's the date on this text where Stroke is texting to Page? They're going back and forth and they're saying, also, is Andy, the deputy director, Andy McCabe, is he good with the F-302? They say, FYI, I have a wrap at 345, done at 430. And then they text back, launch on the F-302. What's the date on that? Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If you're not, you'll notice that the date is February 14th of 2017. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, 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 yeah. So, T.O., red flag on the field. Laundry on the field, folks. Under the hood for review here. So, Flynn is interviewed at the White House on January 24th. And instead of just writing up the interview and submitting it from what I hear from FBI folks I know within days of the interview, which is SOP, Joe, Standard Operating Procedure. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it takes close to three weeks for the write-up of what was said in the interview to, quote, launch? I mean, Joe, if Flynn said what he said in the interview, then just write it down and put it in a computer and let everybody see it. But that's not exactly Mm -hmm. what happened. It seems that the write-up of the interview, Joe, was a deliberative process. And by deliberative process, I mean, they're going back and forth going, how do we write up this interview with Flynn about the transcript we already had and the sanctions question? Mm -hmm. Joe, how do we write it up to inflict maximum damage and make it look like Flynn lied? Oh, oh, let's think about this. How do we do that? Right, (laughs) right. How do we how do we go back and forth? If me and Joe were trying to frame producer yeah. Drew for doing a bad job on the show yesterday, was Joe and I go back and forth and we say, hey, yeah. remember when we talked to Drew on the phone? Drew said he did a great yeah. job. Well, he didn't exactly say he did a great job. He said right. he did a semi-great job, which turns into the telephone game. He said he did a good job. And then by the time Joe and I write it up, it says, Drew really sucks, which he doesn't. He's awesome. <laughs> Sounds a so Joe. Sounds like a deliberative process, but why would you need a deliberative process if you're taking notes about what Flynn said and you're just transcribing them onto a 302? Maybe because, Joe, what we've heard from the beginning was that these FBI agents, Peter Stroke, who's texting there, and Joe Pianca, who interviewed Flynn on January 24th, 2017 at the White House, maybe they did submit the 302 right away. And somebody on the seventh floor, Andy McKay, maybe the deputy director or others, maybe they didn't like the original version Mm. because maybe the original version said what leaked a long time ago, that the FBI didn't think Flynn was lying in the interview about the sanctions, that he just forgot mentioning it on the call with the Russians. Oh, wouldn't that be bad? Oh, yeah. Terrible. That would be tragic, wouldn't it, Joe? Tragic, if absolutely. the FBI, <laughs> of all people, had a summary of an interview where they indicated their subject wasn't lying <laughs> and may have just forgotten, and that summary of the interview, the 302, was edited repeatedly over mm-hmm. three weeks to make it progressively seem worse. Now, let's look at this Mueller memo from the Mueller team where they try to cover for the fact that this 302, Joe, Mm -hmm. had a date of February 14th, despite the 302 should have been done January 24th or 25th when they Mm. actually interviewed Flint. Mm -hmm. Here's what he said. Let's check this out. This Mueller probe was so disgustingly corrupt, signed by the hapless Brandon Van Grack and Zayn Ahmed, who worked for the special counsel's office. Look at this. Again, hat tip conservative treehouse. 
They're talking about this 302 and they say the government hereby files two redacted versions. There's two versions of the 302 summarizing the FBI's interview of Mike Flynn on January 24th. Listen to this show. This gets good. The content of both versions of the report is identical, really, except the first version, which was digitally signed and certified in February 2017, inadvertently contained a header labeled draft document deliberative material. (laughs) Once that error was recognized, the header was removed and a corrected version, omitting only the header, was re-signed and recertified. Let me just translate that for yeah. you folks, yeah. because the Mueller team, I, know, I sense we were going down that road. Do we, we need the Bongino translator here. As a former federal agent, there were multiple versions of this. We're at the top of the document. They admit they're deliberate. They're going back and forth, editing the document. <laughs> they're editing it. It says deliberative material draft. Van Grack and the Mueller special counsel office, they're saying, no, no, Joe, 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 time out, T.O., red flag on the field. That draft deliberation stuff, that Uh was just an error. That was just an error. My bad. Okay. My bad. (laughs) Nelson, eh, (laughs) don't worry. But I said, eh, we didn't do anything wrong. It was just, that was a mistake. The back and forth and the fact that we were editing the 302 to make it seem worse. Just a mistake. They're all identical. Don't you worry. And you believe this? Oh. I'm trying to check off like the stupid boxes here. Of every, I'm not kidding. Like there's points I want to get. I can't. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I'm actually running. This was a gift, this pen. For yeah. a friend. No, I, no I'm, I'm running out of ink. So now he's framed. He's, he's framed repeatedly, by the way, which I cover in my next book, by the way. My next book coming out, which I promise you're going to love. He's, they try to frame him in 2015, General Flynn. They try to frame him again, again with the Crossfire Razor investigation. When they find nothing, they try to frame him again with a perjury trap at the White House. They write up the interview. They write it up. But it doesn't show perjury because they don't think he lied and they admit it. All of a sudden, someone on the seventh floor gets a hold of that write-up in the interview and goes, we can't write he wasn't being dishonest. Maybe we should deliberate on this draft. Three weeks later, Joe, a new draft of the write-up magically appears. It makes it look Mm -hmm. like Flynn lied. Don't worry, media folks. Nothing to see here. Don't you worry at all. I know you love government corruption, so it doesn't matter one bit. Don't you worry at all. All right, I've got a lot to get to today. I've got this Biden stuff as well, which we covered with President Trump. Explosive, explosive stuff on Biden, really. So don't go anywhere. we got a loaded show. Uh, again, we appreciate your patience. We have a loaded show today. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Stamps.com. Listen, you need to avoid crowds any way you can right now. But what if you need to go to the post office? What if you need postage to send out letters and packages? Don't worry, Stamps.com has you covered. It has us covered here too. How? Anything you do with the post office, you can do with Stamps.com. Print postage on demand. Skip the lines, skip the crowds. Plus, you can actually save money with discounts you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the services of the post office right to your computer in the safety and comfort of your own home, office, or anywhere you're doing business right now. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, you're working from home and you need to mail stuff, Stamps.com handles it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. It's been key for us sending out books. We don't like going to the post office. We just don't. 
Your mail's ready. Leave it for your mail carrier. Schedule a free package pickup. Drop it in your mailbox. No human contact is even required. It's really that simple. Like I said, with stamps.com, you get great discounts too. Five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off postal service shipping rates. And now, get a load of this one. In addition to offering discounted postal service rates, stamps.com also offers a UPS services with discount rates up to 62%. Plus, with stamps.com, you won't even have to pay UPS residential surcharges. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, especially now, folks. Saves you time, saves you money. We love it. It keeps you safe in these crazy times. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and the digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on that microphone at the top of the page, and type in Dan. That's stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, enter Dan. Stay safe, my friends. Use stamps.com. All right, this Biden... Joe Biden Tara Reid scandal has just exploded, ladies and gentlemen. We asked President Trump earlier in the show, which I'm sure you heard. Uh, he interviewed this morning on MSNBC with Mika Brzezinski, and he was asked a very simple question. Mr. Biden, if there's nothing going on here and these sexual assault allegations Ms. Reid has leveled against you when she worked in your Senate office, which no one disputes, if there's nothing there and there's no paperwork on it, why won't you allow... The records from your Senate office, some of which are held at the University of Delaware. Why won't you allow us search of those records? Ladies and gentlemen, I will play the clip on Monday because we were busy with President Trump's interview. What happened? It's devastating. Biden has no answer. He stumbles over himself. He doesn't. Whoa, whoa, there's nothing there. We don't know what to, if there's nothing there. Then, then fine. Ladies and gentlemen, this case is about to explode on Joe Biden. I can see a rollout. And I don't mean a rollout like the media is trying to hurt Trump. They love Joe Biden. They'll do mm -hmm. anything to yeah. protect him. But the tsunami of public criticism, listen, one, I, this may bother you, but I'm going to say it, my audience. You know, I call out media BS whenever, you know that, please. I mean, I, there's no one more concerned, having been a victim of it myself repeatedly as a candidate and having watched how they operate in the Secret Service, it's gross. But they are a business first. They have shareholders, they have stakeholders, they have people that need to make money to stay alive. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sensing a sea change. The media is understanding right now that they can no longer, after, what, 20-something days now mm -hmm. of avoiding this? Now, maybe, you know, maybe, I think it was March 25th when the allegations surfaced again. They have not gotten anywhere near this. It's been almost a month. They have not touched it. They're starting to sense a change. Tell me if this makes sense, Joe. They're starting right. to realize that their credibility may be on the line permanently. So they're weighing these options. Do we protect our guy, Joe Biden, which they want to do? Or do we basically throw our business in the garbage can? They can't avoid this story. For I'm sensing a sea change now. Chris mm -hmm. Hayes, Mika Brzezinski, and MSNBC. I'm not applauding them. They've been conspiracy theorists. They say stupid things all the time. But they're asking questions now. Folks, I'm not kidding. Joe Biden's in a lot of trouble right now. His answer this morning about those files and when I say files, precision matters. We're talking about files related to a potential potential complaint mm -hmm. that Ms. Reed may have launched when it happened against Joe Biden for an alleged sexual assault. If those files exist, and Joe Biden this morning seemed to imply there weren't any, it's over. It's over. There's no way he can stay in this. None. The coverage on this up to this point has been absolutely atrocious. And I'm going to tell you something. Here's, I'm going to play some video for you a minute of Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. Here's why I think there's something to this. I want to be clear, too. My standards have not changed. The fact that Joe Biden is my political opponent is meaningless. And not in a race. I mean ideologically. 
Joe Biden is entitled to the presumption of innocence. He is entitled to evidence being produced and he's entitled to refute that evidence if he has counter evidence. My standards don't change no matter what. I said that during Kavanaugh and I will say it now. All people do not have the right to be believed. They have the right to present evidence that if valid should be believed. That's how a real republic functions and a real legal system. Getting back to this, here's why I think this guy's in real trouble and why I think there's more here than meets the eye. One, he panicked this morning on MSNBC, but here's Nancy Pelosi, who, trust me, is read in on this whole thing. Pelosi was asked a question yesterday at a press conference by the fantastic Kerry Pickett, an actual reporter who does real work. Kerry Pickett questions her. Listen to her response. She right away jumps down and says, I don't need a lecture. Check this ridiculous answer out trying to defend Joe Biden. Remember, this is Nancy Pelosi, Joe. Believe mm -hmm. all women, Nancy Pelosi. Believe all women, apparently, yes. except yeah. Tara Reid. Check oh, this yeah. out. When you demanded a, uh, a investigation on Justice Kavanaugh, when a very similar uh, allegation came out on him, uh, well, let, let me just say, uh, I respect your question, and I don't need a, a lecture or a speech. Here's the thing. I have complete respect for the whole Me Too movement. I have four daughters and one son. And uh, there's a lot of excitement around the idea that women will be heard and be listened to. There is also due process. And uh, the fact that Joe Biden is Joe Biden, uh, there's been statements from his campaign, or not his campaign, but his former employees who ran his offices and the rest, that there was never any record of this. There was never any record. And that uh, nobody ever came forward or nobody ever came forward to say something about it apart from the principal involved. Okay, three takeaways from that little gem. So number one, Joe, all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi, who snapped at their, I don't need a lecture. Joe, now she believes in due process. How about that? How, how about that? <laughs> yeah. how, that how was the perfect that? time for that. How about that? Now, all of a sudden, believe all women. Now we're back to due process. I'm just asking for a consistent standard, which I think is reasonable. But the Democrats expecting them to be principals is ridiculous. Secondly, the defense, Joe, is, is uh, really um, stunning. Uh, Joe, the defense here, just to be clear here. Yes. Is um, I'm, I'm writing this. Is don't worry, Joe. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Huh? Um, that's tautological, huh? I, I, I think. Joe Biden is Joe, Joe Biden's Joe Biden. He's not Hillary Clinton. Joe, what, what, Joe Biden's Joe Biden. He's not what Clark Kent. What, what is Joe Biden is Joe. But how is that a defense? Not even. She no, goes, sure. Don't worry. Joe Biden is. Joe. And the fact that Joe <laughs> Biden is Joe Biden hair sniffer is really not a defense. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Again, the allegations. Well, let's see the evidence. Joe Biden is entitled to the presumption of innocence. I'm just saying, saying Joe Biden is Joe Biden, which again is tautological, as if people don't have video of hair sniffing and really creepy behavior is mm. not exactly the defense I'd be looking for. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> not sure that's a defense. Don't worry, Joe. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. No worries here, buddy. Okay. At ease. All right. Parade rest. You got it. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> she says, and there's no record of this. Well, Nance, that's obvious to prove, right? Joe, how hard is that to prove? Have Joe Biden searched the records yeah. at University of Delaware or Delaware in the Senate authorized their release, right? 
Yeah, uh, sure. What's Easy enough. Yeah. Easy enough, right? Joe Biden mm-hmm. don't want to do that. Joe Biden panicked when asked this morning. So we have the uh, the three for there. All of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi doesn't Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to believe all women. She wants to believe in due process, unlike Kavanaugh, where believe all women was the standard. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Hair sniffer is defense number two. And defense number three, don't worry, there's no records. Okay, let's let's just check that out. That's easy enough. No, 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 let's not check it out. We don't want you to find the records we just told you don't exist. Okay, sure. Now, the Democrats, of course, who have flipped on this repeatedly. Remember, their old standard was believe all women when it came to the ridiculous allegations against Brett Kavanaugh with no supporting evidence at all. By the way, those shows we did back then, remember those mm. Joe shows, uh, Joe, they were on fire because people were furious about what yes. happened to the, the, the witch hunt on Brett Kavanaugh. But that's not what the Democrats were saying back then. So just to be clear, Democrats, if you have any principles left, and I'm sure, sadly, many of you don't, some, some do, but many of you don't, back then... I'm sure you were calling for due process with Kavanaugh, right? Well, again, hat tip the great Thomas Elliott on Twitter. Here's a little montage. And by the way, this goes on all day. I had to cut it at like a minute. Well, Joe did for me. He does all the technical work. We had to cut this off. Here is a montage of Democrats and media folks. I'm sure, Joe, calling for due process and saying, don't worry, Brett Kavanaugh is Brett Kavanaugh. He deserves due process. Check this out. I believe Dr. Blasey Ford because she's telling the truth. And you know it by her story. That Kavanaugh denies being at the party to begin with uh, and says his accuser might have mistaken him for someone else. What's your reaction to that? Well, I've heard, you know, uh, many, many predators say um, and, and refute allegations against them. I think what we need... As I said, I believe Professor Ford. I think she's credible. And I think when the investigation is finished and when she testifies and... Judge Kavanaugh testifies, I think a majority of senators will find her credible. She told her husband, this is the trauma she's been dealing with her whole life. She doesn't want to be in a bedroom that doesn't have two doors. And it's going to be about uh, listening to what each party has to say, but I believe her. Do you believe her story? Well, I can tell you, it, it really does have a ring of truth to it. Uh, I am skeptical of polygraphs, but for those who believe them, uh, she has passed a polygraph test. Again, that goes on, that clip, for probably another minute and a half, two minutes. In the interest of time, Producer Joe was kind enough to not expose you to any more idiocy in that cut. One of them, uh, that that, uh, representative, actually Mm -hmm. calls him a predator, Kavanaugh. She's not only come to the conclusion he did it despite no evidence, Kavanaugh, but he was a predator. Mm -hmm. Man's life has been ruined. For the rest of his life, he'll be Googled. And the first stories that come up, just like the, the the grotesque attacks on Clarence Thomas are going to be false charges leveled against him. But back then it was A-OK. Remember, due process didn't exist, but we believe her. We believe her. You did. I guess the new thing isn't believe all women, Joe. It's believe some women, some yeah. of the time, as long as they attack Republicans. Gross. Now, even worse, the Biden campaign is just flubbing this. If, As President Trump said in our interview, if he didn't do it, just come out and say, I didn't do it. There were no records. Look at the records. Check it out. I adamantly now, to be fair, Biden is denying this. He's saying this never happened. Right. Again, uh, again, we're giving him what he never gave any Republican due process. He is denying, but he's not producing any evidence that he didn't deny it. Now, that's not the standard. The standard in a republic is the guilty party has the has the obligation to produce the evidence. You don't have to prove you're innocent. Mm-hmm. I'm simply suggesting that politically speaking, if he wants this behind him, not legally, 
politically speaking, if he wants this behind him, Joe, he has to produce evidence it didn't happen politically. Yeah. The media set that up, not me. So the Biden campaign came out with some talking points, Joe, and said, no worries. The New York Times has investigated this, Joe, and there is no evidence this happened. It's been debunked. Uh, Foxnews.com. Check this story out in the show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Yeah, oh, is right. Fox News. New York Times says Biden camp's talking points are inaccurately describing their Tara Reid reporting. The New York Times did not debunk the story. They're just making that up. Stacey Abrams and others have gone out on TV. The New York Times has discredited this story. Uh, it's not exactly what happened. Now, is it? I'm telling you, and I'm going to leave this story because I got a lot more to get to. I'm sensing a sea change here. It's not because the media wants to start doing journalism because they're all of a sudden going to speak truth to power. That's all BS. They're corruptocrats. They have zero integrity. I'm sorry. No, I, they just don't. They're doing this because their business model's in danger. And they know long-term, if they don't cover this thing, and this turns out to be true, this mm -hmm. sexual assault allegation, their credibility, if they had any left, will be done forever. I'm telling you, watch. This is going to be real trouble for Joe Biden. All right. Well, one last sponsor. I got a couple more shows, a couple more topics to get to, including I'm very concerned about this threat of speech suppression. We're becoming... Uh, in our media, more like China every day, and it's really gross. Our uh, last sponsor today, ladies and gentlemen, Raycon. Whether you're working from home, you're traveling, you're working out, you want what you're listening to, and you want what you're listening on to be high quality, you want great sound in your headphones, but don't overpay. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds now, everyone. The best out there, I love them, Raycon. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair of other headphones, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. The sound is amazing. I use them all the time. We're on conference calls all day. Sometimes Paula takes them. She cleans them off, throws them in her ear. She loves them. They're that good. The sound is amazing. Pairing them up with Bluetooth is simple. You already know Raycon earbuds start about half the price of any of these premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds are their best ones yet. They have six hours of playtime, seamless pairing with Bluetooth, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. They're the only earbuds that don't fall out of my ear. I love them. Wireless uh, Raycon, wireless earbuds, excuse me, are so comfortable. They're perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts, hopefully mine. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract you during video calls. You've heard me talk about how the company was founded by Ray J. Other celebrities use them as well. Melissa Etheridge and others. I love them. Me and Paula use them all the time. They're terrific. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Bongino. Get 15% off these great wireless earbuds today. They make a great gift too. Get one from Mother's Day. Buyraycon.com slash Bongino, buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Thanks again for uh, taking care of our sponsors, folks. They're great. They want to be here. They want to talk to you. And I always appreciate your patience, especially with loaded shows. All right, moving on. Just um, quickly on this, this... These growing calls in seemingly mainstream media outlets and op-eds for speech suppression, the suppression of the internet are deeply disturbing. I covered it the other day. I mentioned the story at The Atlantic. Uh, folks, it's time to worry. Like right now. Look at this story at CNN. This is real. It's not a joke. 
China's model of control has been blamed for the coronavirus crisis, but for some, it's looking increasingly attractive. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. What? So, a communist regime that has concentration camps for Uyghurs and others, that brutally suppresses political dissent, that unleashed this plague across the world and lied about it, CNN wrote, put a piece together suggesting how their model is something we should follow. I'm going to leave that one right there. This is where we are. You would think after the disaster China caused that there'd be calls to distance ourselves from China. No, not CNN. Apparently their people want us to be more like China. Check out this story at The Atlantic, even worse. She covered this the other day. Internet speech will never go back to normal. In the debate over freedom versus control of the global network, China was largely correct and the U.S. was wrong by Jack Goldsmith and Andrew Keen Woods. These are professors in prominent schools, colleges around the country. Ladies and gentlemen, this is dangerous stuff. I'll see. We've seen it with these outlets out there, with the tech tyrants, the suppression of free speech is getting worse. And liberals have entirely, they have entirely dumped their commitment that they had some decades ago, the ACLU and others. They've, some of these groups have entirely dumped their allegiance to civil liberties, whether it's Spygate, the obvious framing of Mike Flynn, the overreach by some in law enforcement during these coronavirus lockdowns, the internet policing, the dumping of content that disagrees with the consensus thought from the WHO has been wrong from the start, the wiping of material clean from these tech tyrant companies. We are going into a dangerous spot right now, ladies and gentlemen. I am deeply concerned and it is going to require something I mentioned early and often on my show years ago and haven't spoken about a lot since. It's going to require the rebuilding of an entire economy committed to liberty and free speech. We have outlets, Parler, that one of my sponsors, the Be Candid Parler, which is a, well, unlike Twitter, doesn't suppress your, your parlays, they call them, but it's a similar type platform. I'm on there. You have other outfits out there right now. You have options to go uh, for video and elsewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, this is getting troubling. I'm going to leave that there because I've got a lot more to get through. Uh, Just going back to the Spygate case for a moment. There's been more revelations about this. This is a quick one. But I want to know who this person is in these FBI notes. Hat tip to Svetlana Lakova, who was a victim of the whole Mike Flynn targeting scandal. Remember, they put Flynn in 2015 next to Miss Lakova at a dinner in the UK. And they were like, oh my gosh, Flynn's talking to this woman born in Russia. He could be compromised. It was a totally nonsense, made up, fabricated BS. But they messed with the wrong woman in Svetlana Lakova. There's a new book out, by the way. I believe it's called The Spider. And she has been basically tortured by this FBI source, Stefan Halper, for a long time, who seems to have ruined her life and ruined her reputation. So she decided to fight back and write a book about it. Good for her. But that dinner in 2015, so just to be clear, Mike Flynn gets invited to a dinner in the United Kingdom. He's seated next to Mikslakova, who was born in Russia. Rumors start appearing in the press later on that, gosh, Mike Flynn was next to this Russian. It may have been a compromising situation, Joe. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm-hmm, yeah. Of course, because the Obama administration hated Mike Flynn back in 2015. Remember, he's their di- director of uh, uh, the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency. He's the director. There. He runs it. He's their own guy, and they're attacking him because he's speaking out against the Iran deal and some of our Afghanistan war policies. The Obama administration needs Flynn gone. So somebody sets him up. Now, this is what's weird in these FBI notes. I'll translate them for you. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... It says, this is the new notes we've seen. There's some redactions in there. 
says the Crossfire Hurricane investigative team also addressed this investigation through confidential human sports uh, reporting on Crossfire Razor. In other words, on Flynn for any derogatory or lead information. As such, the confidential source contacted an established FBI, no, excuse me, Crossfire Hurricane contacted an established human source to query about Razor. During the debriefing, the source relayed an incident he witnessed when Crossfire Razor spoke at blank in the blank. The CHS was unaware of the date, but noted that Crossfire Razor was still in his position within the U.S. government, the intelligence community. The source advised that after Razor spoke and socialized with members of Redacted at a dinner over drinks, members of Redacted got a cab to take Razor to the train station to bring her to blank. The CHS stated that a surprise, this surprised everyone and that they got into uh, Razor's cab and joined CR on the train. Really? Who's the source? So just to be clear, Joe, I know I get it. Is the audience referee? I can mm-hmm. read your mind. You're probably like, translate for us, Dan. Yeah, please. So just yeah. to be clear, when Mike Flynn is set up at this 2015 dinner, Obama's still the president and sat uh, next to Svetlana Lakova, totally innocent, but was born in Russia. That was that was her mistake. She was born in Russia because they were, that, that gave them all the fodder they needed. <laughs> There's an allegation that he leaves this event in a cab and gets on a train. Nothing wrong with that. Flynn has people with him too. And this confidential human source, Joe, relaying this to the FBI, says they saw it. Which would mean what, Joe? Huh. That they were at the dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was Halper at that dinner? Oh, no. No. No, he wasn't. Who was that source? Hmm. Wait, you're telling me the FBI had another source at that dinner? Because it says the source said he saw it. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm telling you. Hmm. Halper wasn't at that dinner. If that source is Halper, then ooh, he was just caught in a really, really bad fabrication, maybe? I think we need to find out who that confidential human source is. Because if it's not Halper, possible, then I want to know who the other FBI source is at that dinner. Because Halper wasn't there. So either the FBI's hitting Mike Flynn with multiple spies spying on him, Joe. Option mm-hmm. A. Or option B, Halper's lying. As I, I quoted Chris Rockton, I was thinking of another segment. But that's Dave Chappelle, if you've seen the episode. Because we knew he was lying. For those of you who saw Chappelle's excellent comedy special. Either the FBI spying on Flynn with more than one guy. Or Halper's lying. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Considering yeah. Halper's information is probably what was used to spy on President Trump's team. Two. T-O-O. Halper's got some splaining to do. All right, as I told you before, I wanted to 
I want to move on. Let's, the media is, again, hapless, especially these left-wing blogs. One of the worst being this law and crime outfit. They're already prepping you for the narrative on Flint. So we know he was framed. We know they had no derogatory information. We know now they tried to spy on him with either Halper or another spy, too, which is even worse. And we know after they wanted to close down the case, they changed their mind to catch him in a perjury trap. But none of this bothers the ironically titled Law and Crime website, a known mouthpiece for leftist media people who have no integrity or principles at all, who claim to have legal degrees and know the look at this headline. They've already prepped their narrative, Joe. Again, that's why I tweeted out yesterday. The left does not care. They love police state targeting. None of this Flint stuff bothers them at all. We're not arguing for them. We're arguing hmm. for the third person listening. Liberals don't care. They love this stuff. Headline, Law and Crime by uh, Matt Natham and Aaron Keller. Uh, obviously, two uh, completely unprincipled folks. The bombshell that wasn't. Lawyers say the FBI's tactics in the Mike Flynn case were routine. <laughs> So, Joe, just Jeez. so we know, these yeah. are supposed legal professionals here writing for law and crime. Law and, oh, maybe yes. crime. You might want to dump the law part, right? Maybe just call it crime. Dump the whole law thing. So it's routine to target the uh, d- director of the Defense Intelligence Administration with potentially multiple spies or to use a spy that lied to you. I don't know which one is true. Uh, Who knows? Either uh, Halper lied uh, or they're multiple spies. Uh, Who knows? uh, It's also common to set him up at a dinner and impugn the integrity of an innocent woman with Svetlana Lakova. And then when you find out in a file there's no derogatory information and that setup didn't work, you try to close the file, but then the FBI tells you not to close the file to go back and interview him again. And then you interview him at the White House about a transcript you already have, you don't need to interview him on. And then when he forgets the not the exact words, he can't get the exact words down, you charge him with lying even though your 302 says you don't think he lied so you edit the 302 to make it out like he lied but don't worry don't worry this is all regular routine for the fbi according to the law and crime numbskulls again maybe they should just wipe the law and part out and just stick with the whole crime thing all right we're gonna wrap it's been a long show appreciate it just one final story um, because it's a good one. Uh, listen, whether you like Tesla or not, we were going to buy one. My wife and I would change their mind. But uh, Elon Musk is becoming quite the uh, free marketeer here, um, <laughs> which is ironic because he seems to have benefited from a lot of uh, you know subsidies for these, these yeah. electric cars. But Washington Examiner has a piece on Elon Musk, who apparently like unloaded on one of his calls here with their uh, with their um, their stakeholders in the company. Elon Musk of Tesla said they're forcefully imprisoning imprisoning people in their homes. He blasts the uh, fascist pandemic orders during an earnings call. Listen, Hmm. folks, whatever we can get on our side for this move, despite our history with him or not, let's take it. Musk brought up a good point. If you want to quarantine this, you're, you're, you know, you're an at risk person. You're an older person. You, you have some of the conditions of comorbidities, probably a smart move. But these draconian stay at your home or else measures, they got to go. And whoever we can get on our team, I encourage you to read the article. It's pretty good. He apparently said it on one of his conference calls. Check it out. If we can get Musk on our team, then let's do it because we need to open up our economy and we need to get back to some semblance of a normal life safe. (laughs) I like the cologne. Thanks for tuning in. I deeply appreciate (laughs) it. <laughs> no, not a big fan. I was an old fan of Aspen. Now, yeah. I, of course, what do we there stick with now? Yeah. Duke, the Duke My for day man. nine. Duke Cannon or else. Paul is <laughs> giving me the thumbs go. up. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We really appreciate it. We're trying to get to 500,000 subscribers. YouTube.com slash Bongino. That's YouTube.com slash Bongino. It is free. It costs you nothing, but we really enjoy doing the video show. We hope you like it too. 
Thanks again, folks. Appreciate your patience today. I hope you like the content. Love the interview with President Trump. We'll see you all. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.